Hello and welcome to Hire Automation, a podcast brought to you by Hire Robotics. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Today, we're talking about ASRS with no BS and SMB's experience with warehouse automation. This is going to be a fun one. So we are getting real today about one of the less glamorous sides of warehouse robotics, the implementation process from facility prep to fire testing to fine tuning your workflow. There is a lot that goes down between signing a purchase order and then getting the keys to your shiny new system. So two of our guests today recently took that plunge and they're here to share their firsthand experience implementing an automated storage and retrieval system or ASRS to maximize vertical space utilization and streamline fulfillment operations in their Utah-based warehouse. So very shortly, we'll be welcoming Glenn and Adam Womble, co-founders of the enterprising boutique-as-a-service company, Avenue Shops. And we'll be welcoming Hunter Sen, Director of Sales at High Robotics, who has overseen many of these implementations. But first, I want to show you a little video, some behind the scenes of what we're talking about today. Take a look. Avenue Shops is the boutique owner's best friend. And our goal is to offer them a wide variety of new items to sell without them having to touch the inventory, do any shipping, we handle all of that for them. So Av is all about making the lives of boutique owners better and easier. The fact that we've been able to double the number of orders we've shipped each month and not slow down on our shipping, still ship same day or next business day, with the help of High, has been a huge win for us. From the other system or systems we looked at, Hyatt was the best solution because it really allowed us to get all the way up in the air. We have a really tall warehouse. The technology was great. The ability to kind of customize was there. The high system has really given us a competitive edge. So one thing we've heard since going into the system is that we're actually shipping too fast. With the high system, we could knock out 800 orders in four hours. One of the main points we were looking for in a great robotic solution was a high density of storage. So we were able to go from seven feet of max pickable height to almost 30 feet with the high system. Two is efficiency. Instead of having our team walking around the 30,000 square foot warehouse, the high system bringing the goods to them is an amazing piece that has proven out to be super effective for us. Uh, and the third point, we wanted to find a solution that was as cost effective as possible. This is a major investment for a company of our size, and so we wanted to find a solution that gave us everything we needed, but still didn't break the budget. And High was a great fit there. High Robotics has really helped with staffing shortages and efficiencies. For us, we were thinking about growing. And so what we wanted to do is bring in automation and robotics to really help our existing staff grow into, into something new. The team has loved the introduction of the robots. The ways in which it's changed their job has been very meaningful. From the simplification of the process with the you know, very clear instructions on the workstation to the lights on the PTL, that process and flow is incredibly simple to understand, easy to train. The team has really enjoyed it. 
I love the high robotics system. It is so simple. It has really simplified our jobs. Before, when we worked here, we would go up and down aisles and pick our own stuff. If we couldn't find it, we had to go walk around, try and find it. Now, it's right there. It's great because it does not let you make mistakes. If you pick the wrong thing and scan it, it won't let you go any farther until you have the right item. And so it has made it so much simpler. We don't have mistakes. We aren't missing things. We aren't running around looking for things. It's a really great system. A transition to automation is a huge undertaking. Another important qualifier for the robotics company we wanted to work with was a team that we knew we could rely on. And High has proven to be a great partner in this implementation process. So clearly a game changer, and I can't wait to bring our guests on today. I want to welcome Glenn and Adam Womble, once again, co-founders of the Enterprising Boutique as a service company, Avenue Shops. And welcome back, Hunter Sen, Director of Sales at High Robotics, who has overseen the implementation process here. Thank you all for being with me today. Thanks for having us, Michelle. Yeah, glad to be here. Really looking forward to this. And after that video, I love... The fact that you know we're shipping too fast—it's it, funny because it's it's amazing that you could have a problem. Could something be working too well? But of course, no system is perfect, and there are definitely pros and cons with any system of technology. So we're here to talk about that today. And of course, the pros definitely outweighing some of the little hiccups that we may see today. So before we get into that, I would love to hear a little bit of a background from all of you. My name's Adam. I'm the co-founder and chief of staff here at Avenue Shops. Uh, Glenn and I started the company five or so years ago. I, I guess, Glenn, it might be going on six years now. And and Glenn really ran the show for several years and uh, finally let me come over and help a couple of years back. And, and we've just had fun ever since. Um, my background's in supply chain, warehousing, purchasing, sourcing, things like that. And so uh, it, was, it was good timing for me to come in as we started to look into this high implementation and just really, really uh, impressed with, with what we've seen so far. Yeah, thanks again, Michelle, for having us. Um, like Adam said, we, we started this company uh, almost seven years ago. Uh, November 2017 is when we launched to the public. And our goal is to serve boutique owners really, really well. Uh, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I always love to try and solve problems for, uh, for, for, for people. And in summer of 2017, I learned that there were over 150,000 boutiques in the country. And that number blew my mind, not only because there are so many, but because looking at that business, I knew how, how difficult it is. They have to try and figure out what products are going to sell. They have to buy inventory. So there's all that financial risk. And then most of them are small operations. So they're storing clothes in their basement or their spare bedroom or their garage. Then they've got to figure out you know, the website and, and do photo shoots and write descriptions and create the website listings. And all of that is just to be ready to sell a product. They still haven't sold anything. And then if they actually get a sale, then they've got to pack orders, go to the post office. Nobody likes going to the post office. So I looked at that and thought, if somebody could launch a business that did a lot of that heavy lifting for boutiques, that it would be really attractive. And that's where the idea behind a boutique as a service. They 
are a customer of Av, and we take care of the sourcing and buying the inventory. We take care of the logistics and the warehousing. Uh, we built tech that automatically creates products on their website, and when they get a sale, it comes straight to us, and we ship it straight to their customer. And it's been a wild ride. We shipped our, our millionth order about a month ago, which was a really exciting milestone that we hit. And, and like Adam said, as we started to scale and ship more and more orders, it became really clear that we needed to introduce automation into our, our processes. And, and that's why we're talking today, that High ultimately was the partner we selected, and we've had a, a fantastic experience so far. And then my name's Hunter Sin, so Director of Sales here at High Robotics. I have uh, had the honor and privilege of kind of walking alongside Glenn and Adam throughout this process from the sales cycle to post-PO, install, implementation, and now moving into support. Um, it's been really fun. We have a great relationship with each other. Has everything been perfect? No, not necessarily, and it's not always perfect. But our commitment has really been to be there for them every step of the way um, when speed bumps arise, which it's, it's inevitable that they will arise, that we kind of get through it as a team and that we continue to move forward and make strides and continue to advance. So more than happy to be here with you today, Michelle, and look forward to diving into it. Yeah, and in that video, we saw a little bit of the implementation, how you know, it's a fan favorite with all of the staff there, and especially with both of you, Glenn and Adam. But, you know, as Hunter said, and, and we're going to talk about a little bit here today, there are a few bumps in the road that you may hit, and we want to be transparent with exactly what people may be dealing with. So let's get into the nitty gritty of ASRS implementation from a user's perspective. And Glenn and Adam, who have navigated the transition firsthand, can you paint a picture for us what happens during this process and then what kind of adjustments are typically made to the facility? Yeah, I'd be happy to, to kick this question off, Michelle, thanks. Um, you know, I've, I've done a few implementations of, of manufacturing equipment and, and, and different things in the past and, and robotics is a different beast. It's, it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking. And for a company of our size, you know, at times Glenn and Glenn and I were saying to each other, are we, are we going to be kicking ourselves in, in a year or two years after we do this install? But uh, yeah, so far we haven't kicked ourselves. We've, we've been very pleased, but um, there's a lot of things that, that go into any implementation and specifically one of this magnitude. Um, and so you've, you've got to think through all, all the different things you're going to be dealing with. Right. So you're, we're in a facility, we're already exploding at the seams. Right. And, and so it's one of the reasons we brought on uh, a robotic system. And so, you know, first and foremost, you got to think through what you're going to have to do to your facility to make it happen. And so um, one of the big things for us was, was space. Um, and we really had to get creative uh, as far as our space goes to make room for the installation. And so it's going to be different with every facility, um, but we had to think outside the box. We had to get some pallet racking installed to let us go um, in the air a little bit with some of our storage. We had to get some trailers that we parked outside and some connexes that we parked outside to allow us to, to open up some space for the robotic system. You got to think through fire, fire suppression. We had a, we have a brand new, almost a brand new building. And, and so our assumption was, well, our fire suppression is going to be totally up to code, but 
you start adding high pile storage and 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 dense storage like like we have in our system um there might there might be some additional requirements in our case there was for fire suppression that wasn't our favorite surprise was it the fire suppression at the end we needed to to add a bunch yeah. of, add a bunch of sprinklers but yeah for sure it is what it is right and so we figured that out and got through it um the other, you know, the other things is just, uh, you know, where high is going to, you know, where the system, the robotic system is going to lay down itself and is the floor, you know, going to be level enough and things like that. Now the high team comes in and figures that out. Um, but if you're in an older space, you know, there may have to be some, some uh, floor leveling and things like that. Our, our space generally was pretty good just a few holes here and there that we had to fill. So you said you figured it out. And of course, we're here today to talk about it. So clearly it is working. But let's talk about, you know, during the actual install, because that's got to be really hard. You have something in place. I mean, you need orders shipped out. You're conducting business, but then you may have to stop some things here and there to implement this new system. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Any obstacles there? And, you know, working the team through everything to get through this process? It was quite the process to operate while installation was underway. Because like Adam said, we we literally were already bursting at the seams. And so then to have to, to clear out 8,000 square feet or whatever we did for all of the, the space where the system was going to place, it, it was no joke. Um, so me as a CEO, oftentimes I, I look at the big picture and I look at the end result and that's what I'm focused on. And so I'm so grateful we had, you know, our team members internally in the warehouse, Adam and, and our warehouse management manager and other team members to like think through those logistics. But also High was really great to work with us to make sure that they impacted our operation as, as minimally as possible. And really that's impossible, at least for us, unless you have a ton of available space, like there were some interruptions, but it was around a two month process from, from start to finish with the installation. And, and like I said, I did everything they could to, to keep their, I did everything they could to stay out of our way as much as possible. And I mean, it wasn't easy, I'll be honest. And that's one of the things that I, as, as uh, one of my learnings is I wish I would have realized how, how big of an implementation it was and how much uh, interruption there may be so that two months was was tricky, but High was uh, High did a great job of helping to minimize the impact, and our our team. You know, one of the things that was hard was uh, the the noise. Honestly, um, the installation of the racking was a constant kind of a new noise introduced into the warehouse that we didn't expect, and so we brought in earplugs and other things to try and and help the team and accommodate. Um, so it was really my first major implementation ever. Adam had had previous experience, but for me, it was it was a little eye-opening of how uh, how much went into it and how long that process would be. And so that's something I would I would share with uh, you know anyone listening considering this is just be prepared for the impact. And if you ask Hi, they'll do a great job of of helping you understand uh, how long the process should be for your particular install, what sort of impact it'll be on the space and your operation, but um, doing it again, I think we could plan a little bit more carefully how we could minimize the impact. But all in all, 
you know, for our first time, I think we did a pretty good job. And Hunter, I want to bring you in the mix here because, you know, Glenn just talked about and and Adam spoke to it earlier that, you know, bring this in is it's a big undertaking. And, you know, just with the employees and the the people that you have working for you, but there was that amazing assistance from High that was so helpful. So like any project of this scope, of course, there are potentials for challenges or delays. So from your experience, Hunter, are there common hurdles that maybe businesses will no doubt face during this implementation phase? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. And I think Glenn and Adam really just alluded to a lot of those items there, common gotchas that you're going to see throughout an implementation of a highly automated project such as this one. You know, you can point to the, the fire suppression, the floor remediation, the disturbance of installation, you know, software configurations, bringing users up to speed, making sure they're trained and familiar with the system. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that you can point to and a lot of things you can prep really our company for and the end customers for. But I think at the end of the day, we just have to maintain the right perspective. And really what I mean by that is we're the experts here. And I know Adam had some experience and for Glenn, this was particularly his first time going through an implementation of this level of automation. You know, we have a responsibility as a quote unquote seller to be truthful and transparent on, you know, yes, it is glamorous. Yes, at the end of the day, once we get it stabilized, it is awesome. It's awesome to watch the video and the case study and the success, but there's speed bumps along the way. Um, you know, I have to even catch myself and kind of catch my team. Sometimes we can sell a, a flip of the switch. Hey, this thing, we're gonna turn on the switch. You're gonna be up and running. Well, yes, that sounds awesome. And if eventually you get there, but there is a stabilization period. So I think just from a seller standpoint, we have a commitment and a true responsibility to folks like Glenn and Adam for helping them through the gotchas. There, there's gotchas that they could not have been made aware of because they haven't gone through an implementation similar to this. So that's our responsibility as experts in the industry to give our recommendation, to be transparent throughout the whole process and say, you know, hey, look out for these things and then have a commitment to follow through and be there and be by their side. You know, I think that's the one thing we're not gonna promise everything's gonna be perfect, but our promise and our commitment here at High Robotics is that we're gonna stand by our partner's side. Again, this isn't meant to be a, a one-time implementation. I hope we get to release that case study every three years because Glenn and Adam are continuing to see rapid success in their industry and their expanding the system and they're opening up new warehouses. So this is really meant to be a strategic partnership. This is not a, a one-time transaction. And I think you can form this into a strategic partnership and really develop relationships by being truthful and transparent and vulnerable and making sure we're stepping, we're with Glenn and Adam lock and step through this entire thing. So again, a lot of things we could point to, but at the end of the day, I think it's just being a good partner and realizing this is not just a transaction and making sure we're getting in front of the gotchas and being there every step of the way to help out as much as we can. It's a very big switch. It just takes a long time to flip that baby. That is correct. You know, we we act like it's a light switch going on and off, but it it takes a while. There's a stabilization period. There's a period where you gotta you gotta get the software configurations right. Maybe there's a hiccup here you know, the bots had to go into maintenance. So making sure everything is stabilized 
that that is a period and that can last a couple weeks and we need to be prepared to be on site to help them through that period and again i think it's just being truthful about that so it's more like a dimmer switch maybe that you know not not an exact you know off and on yeah it's a slow so of course there are the gotchas and i love that you call them gotchas hunter that you know businesses may encounter but the benefits are, are pretty big. Increased efficiency, accuracy, uh, reduced labor costs outweigh initial difficulties. So how is that working with the implementation process so far? And I think like to, to some of the things Hunter said, high has been really great along those lines. You know, we've had, we've had bumps and some big, some small, and some of them are probably less bumps and more just the reality of an implementation of this size that, that, we weren't prepared for, I wasn't prepared for, but high has been on site, like side by side with our team, as long as it took to get through that stabilization period. And, you know, each week uh, during that implementation and, and the weeks after, it just slowly got dialed in. It kept getting better and better and better until now at this point, we're at a really smooth, steady state and they're still available when we have questions or when we need help. Um, but they're, they're certainly proving out to be that partner that, that Hunter's talking about. And, and that was one of the major things we were looking for in, in this automated automation transition. So you're doing good. The implementation is full force now. So glad I have to ask you as a follow-up to that. You know, they say the proof is in the pudding. So can you share any results thus far? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're a few months in now. We launched in August of 2023. And so sitting here today, January 2024, there's really two main areas that we've seen some fantastic results. One is uh, space and space savings, and two is efficiency. And those are the two big areas we were focused on when, when looking for a goods-to-person uh, robotics partner. Uh, on the space side, we were able to shrink the square footage required for, for pickable space for our operation from about 15,000 square feet all the way down to 6,000 square feet. So more than a 60% reduction. And so for us, we used to have typical, you know, typical picking aisles that we'd walk up and down the aisles and we we're a max of seven feet, max pickable height for, for most of our team. And we shrunk that all the way down to that 6,000 square foot footprint because we we're able to go all the way up to 28 feet with, uh, with the high system. So that's been huge. Like Adam mentioned earlier, we were already bursting at the seams as we were growing. And so it was either move into an even bigger warehouse. Yet again, we've moved seven times so far in our history as we keep outgrowing our spaces um, or a system like Hi that allowed us to, to go all the way up to that 28 feet. Uh, efficiency is the other. So the, the team went from you know walking around the 30,000 square foot warehouse and picking items as they went to the, the goods to person, the robotics bringing it to the team. And we went from anywhere from four or five pickers on, on kind of an average day, all the way up to 10 or, or 12 uh, on peak days, all the way down to either one or two uh, pickers. And so the efficiency gain there is, is fantastic. It was exact, exactly what we had hoped for. And it's, it's really delivering uh, just as we had hoped. A couple other things that we've loved, we've been impressed with high. We've seen a, a very significant decrease in mispicks, in, in, in errors from our team. Uh, because of the, the way that the system flows, it's, it's very intuitive. It's very hard to make a mistake with the scan to verify and the other processes. 
we've seen our picking mistakes and therefore wasted time with go backs, putting, putting mispicked items away. Uh, so that's another great benefit we've seen with high. And finally, the, the team loves it. The team, you know, the, the training process is very simple and straightforward. We can train somebody in, in a very short period of time. And because the system is so intuitive, they pick it up quickly and, and run with it. And we've heard from the team that they love it. They love the, the simplicity, the ease, the, you know, the decrease in kind of the strain of just constantly walking all over the warehouse. So on the employee front and in our, our team satisfaction, it's been a win for sure as well. So shipping fast is always a good thing, but can you have too much of a good thing? And tell me how that actually came into play with this implementation process. Shipping too fast is not something your customers usually complain about. Uh, for us, one of the things our customers love, they love when we ship fast, but a part of our technology is that after an order comes in, we give them a certain amount of time to be able to edit an order. Like a customer might've ordered the wrong size and they wanna change it, or they need to add another item. Usually they've got plenty of time to do that. And we provide through our technology the way they can come in, add a new item, make a change. With high, we are shipping so fast sometimes that we get the order out the door before they can even make those changes. And so we've heard from customers contacting support saying, did this order really ship already? Because I needed to change it from a medium to a large. And we're like, sorry, hi, the robots are just too quick. It's out the door. Uh, but, you know, nine times out of 10, shipping incredibly fast is a really, really good thing. In very rare circumstances like this one, it may be too fast. Shipping too fast, what an awesome problem to have. So as we're wrapping up here, any final thoughts from the high side and from the business side of maybe people looking to implement this process? I'd love to hear from all of you, any advice that you have to share if companies are looking to maybe go down this path? Yeah, so I actually have a thought there. The you know, the presentation from high as we were trying to make the decision was awesome. And we actually uh, decided to forego doing any site visits. Um, it's probably one thing Glenn and I would probably, if we could change, we'd go back and do at least one, maybe two site visits um, just to get a glimpse of, of what the system is and, and maybe what other people have dealt with um, as far as, you know, implementing the system and things like that. So, I think we'd both recommend a site visit um, or two. And if for whatever reason that can't take place, then some kind of walkthrough that really helps you visualize uh, every aspect of the system. Um, there's a few things we would we would change if, if we could go back and, and High is gonna help us in our, in our um, round two of, of implementation to, to make some of those changes. And, and so we're excited about that, but that would probably be one of the biggest things we would recommend is doing some site visits and and making sure you get to check out the system firsthand. Agreed. I think a site visit would have been huge. We, the biggest area that we would have changed is right now we have one outbound picking uh, workstation, and that would have been sufficient for our volume. You know, eighteen months ago when we were designing the system, but it would have been nice to just have that 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 second spot. So we didn't have a bottleneck that we. Uh, you know, we're limited in the numbers we could get out the door. And I think a site visit could have helped with that, you know, talking to some teams who already had implemented. Um, and, and to that point, trying to do your best to 
to analyze your data and what your growth might be. And that's so hard to do. We thought we did a pretty good job of designing the system for our future growth. And then we hit a little growth spurt last year, which we're so grateful for, but we've, we've outgrown some parts of the system already and are working with Hunter and High on an expansion, but doing your best and, and obviously budget is a consideration, but doing your best to build it out with future growth in mind is, is hugely important and, and valuable if you can pull it off. And I want to reiterate what we talked a, a little bit about earlier that, you know, some of the things we do, it's, it's not about a true ongoing partnership. It's really about, I'm going to buy this piece of machinery or I'm buying this inventory or we're installing this racking. We don't need our, our racking team to be here, you know, or be available um, for, for, for uh, on a regular basis, but a, a, a system as complex and critical to, our operation as high is finding someone that will be, that will <clears throat> finding someone that will be a true partner is is crucial, and you never quite know when you're making that decision if they will follow through in the ways that they're telling you if they will you know take take that vested interest in your business and your success that you really hope they will. But now. You know, a year plus into working with the high team, we're, we're very happy with that choice. High has proven to be, you know, a partner that that is willing to admit when when things aren't going as well as they should. They're willing to to back up what they say, that they're going to stand behind their implementation. And, and the, the team has been on site when they've needed to. They've only been a phone call away, you know, anytime we needed to talk to them. So, you know, on that front, for, for sure, highly recommend the high team and ultimately, for us, automation has been a huge win. So if you're on the fence and, and wondering if this, you know, big of an undertaking is worth it, uh, for us, it certainly has been. We, we highly recommend uh, high and, and taking on all the challenges that, that an implementation like this presents, because in the end, the, the results can be, can be business changing. They certainly have been for us. I very much agree with everything that Glenn and Adam stated here today. Um, and really what Glenn said at the end, I think hits home. And what we really want to hit home with this conversation and this podcast is, you know, I'm guilty as charge of I'll sit here and talk about the technology and the benefits of it, the modularity, the flexibility, um, responsive to priority orders. And all that is extremely important, but it's important to also keep in mind the relationship side of the business. Um, and I hope we've conveyed that in this conversation. Again, you need to invest in a partner that when the speed bumps arise, you guys can get together as a team and as a team advance through those. You know, if we're constantly butting heads at every turn, it's not a successful relationship, regardless of how good or how bad the technology is. So I think here at High and why our relationship with Avenue Shops has been such a success is because of that relational aspect. We both care for each other. I fully understand what's on the line for Glenn and Adam, and I take that responsibility extremely serious. And I think that's why you're seeing mutual success from both companies here, because we care about one another and we're seeing um, how each of us are putting each of our own companies and businesses on the line here, and we continue to show up for one another. Um, so I just want to thank Glenn and Adam. Thank you for being willing to come on the podcast to speak with us. And thank you, Michelle. And really from here, um, all three of us, actually myself, Glenn and Adam, we will be at Modex this year. Um, so we are actually doing a seminar in person on Tuesday, March 12th. 
would love for you guys to come on out, tune in. Um, would love to get a chance to meet you guys and you guys can speak face to face and meet Glenn and Adam as they share their experiences within the industry and ultimately with high robotics. We'd love to meet any listener at, uh, at Atlanta Modex for sure. Happy to answer more in-depth questions and, and give you, give you all the details we can. Thank you all for being here. Really great conversation. Glenn Womble, co-founder and CEO, Avenue Shops. Adam Womble, co-founder and chief of staff, Avenue Shops. And Hunter Sen, director of sales at High Robotics US. And it was so exciting to watch that video and then hearing both from Adam and Glenn, how you kind of navigated kind of behind the scenes. Like we saw the video and it was all pretty and polished and had the music, but you know, you gave us that that behind the scenes look that companies would not get from three minutes of a clip and, you know, important things once again, to be transparent and wonderful to see how symbiotically this is all turned out with a great relationship with you and hi, and uh, wish you all the best and congratulations on, on getting this transition and implementation in place. So thank you all for being here today and best of luck with the future as the uh, implementation is is ongoing, right? Because growth is not a bad problem to have, right? Round two coming right up. Yeah, we're expanding. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, everyone. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Higher Automation, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. Of course, you can visit highrobotics.com for more information about what we talked about today and so much more. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to connect with you on another podcast soon. Mm-hmm.